This is it, man, this is war Once we're done, we'll play some more, yeah Come with me, I know what to do Come with me, I will play Here we go again with another open pitch session hosted by Kubi United. Kubi United believes that we are all on the same team and the health of the sport comes from open dialogue and a collaboration between all Kubi enthusiasts. If you enjoy open pitch or anything else Kubi United is doing, please consider making a donation at kubiunited.com. Whether one time or recurring, you can help offset the real cost of our efforts to support the community and advance this great game we all love. I'm Evan Fitzgerald, president of Kubi United, and joining me tonight is Catherine Pendorf. Catherine is an author that is writing a children's book series called the Freya series. The series has strong roots in Nordic mythology, and Coop plays an important role in the series. We are excited to have Catherine joining us for the 12th Open Pitch episode titled Freya and the Coop Thing. This month's episode is supported by the Visit Beloit JET Grant Program. Don't forget to register for the U.S. Coop Open at coopunited.com. Okay, guys, full disclosure for me. This was the first time that I have ever interviewed someone that I had not personally met. But as you will hear, she really saves me from my nervousness and made this podcast come alive with her enthusiasm and passion for what she has created. And the good news is we talk about Coob. So everyone, the last baseline is down, the king has been killed, we've shaken hands, and now it's time to chat on the open pitch. I have Catherine Pendorf on the line with me tonight, and we're going to talk about her book series, Freya. She has been writing children's books, and one of them actually has a Coob theme in it, so we're kind of excited to learn more about Freya this evening. Hello, Catherine. Hi, thanks for having me. Hi, you're welcome. I was reading your biography on the K.W. Pendorf, and it sounds like you had a very adventurous path to becoming an author. Can you share that journey with us? I have always enjoyed writing, um, telling stories. I like to tell people that I'm the youngest of four, so. I have to be the storyteller in the family. And I had worked at CBS for a little bit where I think you tell stories. And I don't mean that like as in lying now that we're having problems with media. I just mean, <laughs> you know, you verbally will share a story or, you know, when it's the media like that on news, then you actually have the visual to go with it. When I decided to write the books, I found that was kind of a difficult thing for me is the visual was missing. So as a writer, you have to figure out how to choose your words correctly to create that visual in, in a reader's mind. I lived in Germany for a while while and then when I came back to the States I was actually working in Manhattan and I was commuting back and forth by train and it gets very sleepy, very boring and I just remember getting this vision of this little girl in a Viking graveyard and I was like, okay and I just decided, you know, my natural storytelling instincts kicked in and I was like, let's just play with that while I'm sleepy. Let you know, who's that girl? What does she have? Uh, why does it have to be a Viking story and so on? And then I just kind of built it from there. Yeah, that's kind of the gist of where that came about and then I just started having fun writing it from pure fictional point of view. And then when the story had truly evolved, I decided, well, you know what? Vikings actually have been real people. So why don't I start doing some research on them and see if I can make my fiction story a little bit more believable. That's kind of where that came from. That sounds really cool. It's always curious how people kind of get that inspiration. I can see in your latest book cover, Freya and the Battle at the All Thing, that the main character is holding what appears to be a Coob King. How did you come to know the game of Coob? When I I started doing research for the series. I knew that it would be a series. I knew it would be, you know, maybe four or five books, something unconventional, not just three. And I discovered that the Vikings believed in nine mythological realms. So I said, okay, there's got to be nine realms. And I knew that Freya was a young kid. She starts off 12 years old. She's going to age throughout the series. And I wanted her to be able to play a game. But I didn't feel that I needed to 
invent a game like Quidditch for Harry Potter is truly invented because again the Vikings have been real so I was like I wonder if there's a game out there that you know the Vikings actually played that could work for my series and I kept coming up with a form of chess so they call it Viking chess and I'm going to butcher it if I even try and say an Icelandic or a Norwegian or whatever version of the name that just doesn't scream Viking to me and not that my books are truly brutal like the history series because they are meant for kids, but I was like, I just don't, for you know, that seems too sophisticated, and I needed something more, more with might, you know, and so I stumbled upon Coop, and I was like, well, that looks interesting, because you're throwing objects. I could see how this could perhaps become brutal, or whatever it needed to take on in, in my series. So the problem that I had was, I was still living on the East Coast, and no one I knew knew of the game, so I was like, I'm not going to put it in my book as K-U-B-B. Everyone's going to say, it's Cub. So I was going to spell it, you know, more phonetically. And then I started doing more research, and I was like, I wonder if there's a scholar out there who even knows how that game is still played today. And ironically, I stumbled across Wisconsin, and I say ironically because my sister, she still lives out here, but she was living here at the time. And I was like, oh my gosh, Coob is still played today. And it's huge in Wisconsin. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> then I was like, okay, I can't spell it phonetically because anybody who reads the book who knows Coob is just going to yell at me and be like, why didn't you spell it the correct way? So yeah, so then uh, the funny thing is we moved out here. My family and I decided to move out here and I met Chad who I call Coob Chad, who I actually dedicated book two to. And I don't remember how I stumbled across him, but obviously Googling, and he had an event going on at Appleton, where it was, I guess, maybe something like a family day, maybe it's called. So just anybody could show up and just, you know, try to learn the game. And I was there for pure research purposes. I just kind of wanted to get a gist of how the game was played. And then he just kind of took me under his wing. It was like, you know, come watch, come enjoy. And then kind of the rest of history. So at any rate, going into my story, quick little background. Freya's father is world-renowned Viking archaeologist. Naturally, he would introduce his children to, you know, all things Viking being. So she's familiar with the game Coop. So when she winds up going back in time, she sees the Vikings play it. So she's like, what? Like, I know that game. So it's kind of like my tie-in to a kid's game that anyone can enjoy and play. And then she meets a character who has a tabletop version. So then it's just going to keep building throughout the series. I think it's fun. Hopefully kids will play it as a result of reading the books. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, what is the kind of the age range for these books? Typically, the age range is roughly about like 8 to 14. I do have readers younger who read it. I've been told families will read it together. I think that's super lovely. But then I also have book clubs of, you know, 40 something invite me in because they're reading it. So now I can't just say, you know, the age range is 8 to 12. Now I just say, well, whoever likes adventure stories, that's the age range. <laughs> the Harry Potter stories, I think, I mean, I think adults obviously love them too. So I'm definitely interested in picking up a copy. Is there anything else about the Freya series that you'd like to share? what inspires me. I already know the nine books. I already know it has to happen. So it's kind of, you know, the meat that goes inside of it, maybe a new character that comes about or how I'll use Coob in the series. For example, book one, Coob just kind of gets introduced, a little bit played, but the rules aren't truly explained. And then book two, 
it gets played. The title is Freya and the Battle at the All thing. Anyone who knows really, I would say, Icelandic history, it was called The Thing. And that was like their parliament. So everybody would gather around and hear the law speaker, you know, recite laws and maybe even administer some, not laws, but like consequences or, or whatever. And Freya gets into a little bit of trouble at the All thing. All is the name of the town, the parliament, so to speak, at that town. So the All thing. And she has to play Coob to get out of the trouble. Coob that was kind of her punishment, yeah. <laughs> punishment um, to play Coob. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's on a quest to close the Nine Realms, and she comes up, obviously, against some bad Vikings who think they can top and stop her. And she's basically like, nope, you can't. So there's a really good Coob's battle scene, I would call it. That's awesome. Now, are there other authors that have inspired you or even friends that help you have become a better writer? I guess I would say like the first inspiration. It's funny because I write fantasy, like so true fiction, but I don't know if you're familiar with Anne of Green Gables. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I start explaining it to people why that book or that series inspired me. So this was written by L.M. Montgomery in like 1910. So it is not, you know, sci-fi or anything like that. It's not going back in time. But the reason why it really spoke to me is because, you know, I'm a hundred years removed from that lifestyle. And yes, it was fiction, but it was basically about a girl getting in and out of troubles of all sorts because she just wants to fit in. The author had built the world so perfectly that when when Anne is riding on a buggy, you know, I don't ride buggies, you know, I drive a car. So I didn't grow up on a farm, so I really don't even have experience with horses. But I could just literally step back in time. I felt every emotion that Anne felt. I could visualize everything because it was so well written. And I just remember thinking, that's awesome. Like if I become an author, I want to write that style where, you know, I'm basically holding the reader's hand and we just go on an adventure together. That was my one big inspiration. And then of course, Harry Potter, that was also amazing world building. So I just thought, okay, that's what I want to do. When I picture like world building, I just remember as a kid, you know, the whole J.R. Tolkien series and you just kind of feel, yeah. like, feel like you're actually in that that time, even though it's completely fantastical. So no, that, <laughs> that sounds really cool. Well, and I think the other thing that's kind of neat is people who've read the book will say, or the first book at least, will, because book two just came out, I was reading your book and I learned a lot about Norse mythology that I wound up looking it up online or doing my own little research because I wanted to know how much of it was invented by you, the author, versus how much of it was true Norse mythology. And I think that's super exciting because it's okay. I I didn't just talk at you, teach you, like I inspired you, taught you, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I remember like my son, he had the, he was really into the Percy Jackson series. And uh, so, yeah. I, so I just picked up one of those one day and I was like, oh, it's Greek mythology. This, this is really, really cool. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so I, I think I'm ever even looking online, kind of reading up more about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's the fun thing is, you know, it's fiction, but for me, with the Norse tie-in, I like to do a little twist of it. Anyone who knows Norse mythology might be familiar with berserks or berserkers, so they are invincible in battle. And I have a character, and he's a berserk, but what I think is neat is the idea, okay, he's invincible in battle, but there actually is a way to harm him or, you know, possibly kill him off. So I, I like that, you know, idea to play 
play with. It's based on real Norse mythology, so to speak, but then I, I, you know, tweaked it into my own version. Now, did you have a favorite book as a child that you can remember? Definitely Anne of Green Gables. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I I think as a kid, I I wasn't a huge avid reader of books. I liked more magazines, short stories, sweet and to the point. But that book, I I read multiple times. Now, rumor has it that you'll be planning to participate in the U.S. Coupe Open this year. So who will you be playing with? My husband and I are going to be a team. So we will be playing, I guess, together then. Yeah, not against each other. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You guys have a team name picked out? We do. We are going to be called Oshkosh Kubosh. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Now, so this will be your first Coupe tournament? Yes. Yeah, the first one I'm playing in officially instead of just watching. Uh, I believe you were out at the U.S. Nationals recently, right? Yeah, we had a good day. It was gorgeous. The weather was perfect. So fingers crossed for this event as well. That's always the thing we worry about the most is if we're going to get rained on or (laughs) have a big storm roll through. So (laughs) we're really looking forward to having you out. I know we'll uh, definitely be letting everybody know you're there and hopefully you can autograph some books for, I know I have a couple nieces coming in from Iowa and so I'm sure they'll be excited, excited for this as well. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing everyone there. For those of you coming to the U.S. Coob Open, Catherine will have her books available for sale on site. Her husband also makes tabletop Coob games that you can check out. Catch them between games, and I bet she'll even autograph a book for you. Thank you all for listening, and please subscribe to Coob United Podcast at Blog, Coob United on iTunes and Stitcher, and follow us at Coob United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Good Coobie. Come